to the Black Talk Radio interview with Sinclair Skinner. I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. Um, we're just going to be chatting about your business and things of that nature. So first things first. Yeah, oh, are we getting you a t-shirt? You got a t-shirt yet? Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, can Jarvis, can you get with Jarvis? Can, can you get with uh, Are we breaking up? Uh-oh. Yeah, you were breaking up, but you're good now. Yeah, I think I'm in a closer. Let me get closer. So, yeah, please have Jarvis get you some t-shirts. Okay. You know, I'll, branding is important. Okay, I'll email him. Thank you so much. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, where are you located? Um, I'm in New Jersey. Okay, Jersey. Okay, okay, okay. I'm in the Dominican Republic. Oh, okay. So, that was actually my question. Well, kind of. Um, I just wanted to know where are you from and, you know, what made you start your business? Um, originally, uh, St. Louis. My dad was in the military, mm -hmm. so we moved around and I went to high school uh, in Florida, Tampa, Florida. And okay. then I, I went to Tuskegee in Alabama and uh, finished up at Howard University of Engineer, a mechanical okay. engineer. And... Uh, I lived my life uh, mostly in in D.C. Uh, as an adult, and um, I live. Uh, my wife is Dominican, so we have. I have a uh, villa with a business partner and some business here in the Dominican Republic. Trying to stay away from that coronavirus in the states. Yes. <laughs> so, hello, and then uh, we also a business partner and I have a farm in Zimbabwe. Okay. in our, our office there so i try to live a life where we, we're not confined to one location we're literally a product of, of international travel <laughs> so i said let's keep on moving okay okay yeah i think that's you know good and i i really do encourage people to travel all the time as much as they can i mean i know it's definitely harder now with covid but right right true so um what made you create I love black people and basically let us know what it is and what you guys uh, What made me create it, well, as an engineer, one of the things that's kind of a basic part of it is like problem solving, just always wanting to solve problems. And I, I was an activist, I, I literally was student government president at Tuskegee University and got kicked out of school for a protest, taking over a building. And uh, I held some, you know, volunteer office positions in Washington, D.C., and always been about our people. And it became pretty awesome to be able to connect technology engineering to mm -hmm. literally solving problems in our community. So uh, the big you know, jump was uh, uh, my co-founder and I, uh, Christopher Mopandera, who's originally from Zimbabwe, who's also uh, went to Howard University, we decided to deal with this issue of trying to get money sent to mm -hmm. Africa. And we realized, you know, just like really in, in African-American neighborhoods, you know, access to ATMs is problematic. They charge us more to get access to our money, redlining the history of it. And as we started looking at how we're using technology to help our people, we realized there was some bigger issues that we were seeing if you're Zimbabwean, Jamaican, you know, think you're from Jersey, whatever you say you are, you know, Black people are facing almost like a Black tax. 
that you know where we go we're, we're facing this, this this unreasonable un unhuman oppression and what's happened uh we actually you know started getting wind of the green book uh, uh before the movie came out and we realized that what we've been working to do had other areas that we could help black folks in and okay. yeah okay okay so i think that's you know pretty good so now i want to know you mentioned you you know um your business deals with like software and engineering and things of that nature so if some from some if someone is a consumer what can they look to gain from i love black people okay so first of all um thank you for that we we're based as a a membership a membership with my wife's dog <laughs> a little chihuahua Come on, floppy hey. i'm sorry so you might have to cut that out okay this little dog no, not that. this guy this guy Jesus. Entrepreneur about while well, black doing a uh, podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, okay. Um, the it's a, we have a membership base mm -hmm. where folks can sign up as free members or paid founding members to help us build out the network. Okay. But the members get access to basically for the first time in the history of the world a guide to protect them from racism and xenophobia. We are in the process of aggregating and collecting safe spaces globally. We have over 20,000 black friendly, black safe businesses in eight categories. So the whole purpose is this, is so that no matter where you are in the world, mm -hmm. you can find safe places. And this is the first time in history, as black people, we've been through 500 years of oppression and we couldn't find a safe place anywhere. <laughs> We're literally making sure that black folks in eight categories. It could be health, it's legal services, financial services, food, accommodations, beauty, education slash childcare, and, and accommodations. So people literally uh, will be able to make sure they can find places they can go and be treated well. And it, being uh, a user of our, our platform, it'll always be free. So any of your, your listeners, We'll never charge black folks to be uh, safe, but we do have a category of um, we call founding members for $37. They're able to uh, get a t-shirt, they get an ebook, as well as get access to the guide. And they also uh, get an opportunity to participate in our social groups. So we have ambassadors all over the world. So when you become a part of this, you're literally a part of a network of, of relationships so that if you end up in, let's say you're in Denmark and you get sick and, you know, it's going to be hard to Google non-racist doctor in Copenhagen, but you go to I Love Black People and it might be a Mongolian woman doctor, may not be a black doctor, but it might be a Mongolian woman doctor that all the black folks rave about and say, hey, she right. treats us with dignity and respect. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. These are tools to help us protect ourselves, empowering our people with, with technology. And I think that's really important. And I love how you mentioned there are a bunch of different categories because I even feel for like black people that move to new environments, it's definitely challenging to decipher like, okay, what 
like what doctor can I go to that's like actually gonna take in consideration how I really feel or things of that nature or where can I go out to eat that's a safe space or even like you mentioned childcare, leave my child. So I think that's really, you know, really important. And we definitely see a, like terrible stories all the time. About Serena Williams, Serena Williams. She's famous, she's athletic, she's rich and married to a white man. And she still almost died giving birth. Like, do you know how often people give birth? Women give birth probably every minute of the hour of every day. Exactly. She's a wealthy, physically fit, famous person, married to a white man. She almost died in America. Cause they, cause like some doctors, they really just don't care, unfortunately. Right. And, and we need, and if she needs that protection, just imagine what we as regular black folks need. Exactly. So we're definitely serious about, and one of the things that I, I try to be clear is so many people now are rushing to talk about uh, black financial wealth and learning wealth building. You know, sister, I'm 51 years old. You, you seem like a baby girl. You know, the thing that helped me make it through life, it wasn't money. I've been bankrupt. I've been dead broke. What got me through life was my relationship. The, mm -hmm. folks, the folks who gave a dang about me, the people who cared about me, those are the folks. When I went totally bankrupt, my first business was a dry cleaners. I went, they came and evicted me out of my, 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 my business. I mean, it was horrible. But the, what made it possible for me to get through were the people who cared about me and no matter how much money I had in my pocket, were willing to do what was necessary to help me get through. And I think instead of spending some, not instead of, but it's, they trick this money hustle game. You have already met all the people in the world that are probably pretty amazing. We're just not doing enough with each other. And you're going to wait till you're super old and they start do, going to funerals with eulogies, talking about how amazing people were. And you'd be like, wow, they were amazing. Why is it I just, I just I never did anything with that person? Like, yeah, they were. Well, don't wait till your friends are old like me to come up with like crazy ideas and things to do. Because if we work together, I don't care how much money you have, it'll go a long way. But oftentimes we're trying to get so rich so that we somehow think we can protect ourselves. Well, sister, there's no money in the world that's controlled by the status quo white supremacist ideology that you're going, Bill Cosby deserves to be in prison, but he's in prison, he's millions. He's worth millions. Um, Michael Jordan's dad was murdered. He's worth millions, you know? So black folks with money, Tulsa massacre, Black Wall Street, devastating. It's gonna take more than money to get us out of this. It's gonna take more than elections. It's gonna take more than, you know, I wanna pray, I'm Baptist. But my point is we're gonna to have to work together to make sure protecting each other is a priority. If we do that, the money and everything else will have this proper role. Right, it will come and then it will follow. So now my next question is, what has it been like for you during COVID and I guess like managing your business and like how did that have to change? Well, I think uh, a lot of businesses, especially black business, are, are going through a lot and it's very difficult. Now, you know, the, the gift and the curse, a lot of black business people are super resourceful. We have to be. We don't get the same uh, benefit of the doubt uh, the status quo mainstream folks. So, you know, I, I have a circle of business friends and we're constantly in each other's ear and talking about strategies and making it through. Uh, 
uh, we were fortunate that we were already re working remotely. So mm. um, I, I have a, a developer in, in Kenya, a developer in Zimbabwe, staff in, in uh, uh, South Africa, as well as Atlanta and Washington, D.C. So we already were using, we were using Skype, okay. WhatsApp, and uh, for our larger meetings with our, our, our membership, we started using Zoom. We actually started off with the GoToMeeting, and this GoToMeeting got played. They just didn't <laughs> keep up. Cats went straight to Zoom on them. So uh, we've been uh, fortunate to be agile and work remotely, but we had to close our offices in Zimbabwe uh, mm -hmm. because of curfews and people, uh, you know, the COVID spread, being concerned about it. But being a U.S. citizen, more people were afraid of me than anybody else. I mean, of course, they were afraid of Asian people, but they definitely were afraid of American. Not, not of course, they were afraid of Asian. We shouldn't be afraid of anyone. But my point is, people were concerned if you had been to China, if you had got, you know, some type of virus. So that being said, um, it's been definitely. I, I used to travel uh, once a month, mm -hmm. and I literally been sheltered in place with my lovely wife in our villa quarantine in the Dominican Republic. So it's definitely been um, uh, the travel part of the work. We've had to do as much as we can um, with people um, virtually. So, yeah. But I'm just telling you, for me, just not trying to be, just trying to keep it 100. And this is what I, I look at every day. This, this is, is what time it is. Quarantine life. Like, this, this, this is what time it is. This is where I live. This is like a little dog. Flubby, flubby. Yep. <laughs> this is what time it is. So this is entrepreneurial life doing the best we can. Doing the best we can as black folks. I think everyone would like to be quarantined where you are. <laughs> hey, no this out. This is what we do. Relentless though. Not ruthless. Relentless. As an entrepreneur, yeah. relentless. So Don't give up. Yes, definitely. I can definitely agree with that. So my next question for you is, since you've been quarantined and you've been quarantined in Dominican Republic, I have this little segment where it's called like quarantine Q&A. So I basically ask my guests like what their quarantine experience has been like, kind of. So my next question for you is during quarantine, have you been like watching or reading any like books or watching any shows? And if so, what, what are they? Uh what I've been mostly doing is, uh, you know, listen to podcasts, uh, Democracy Now, uh, This Week in Startups by Jason Calcanis. Uh, I'm, I'm a pilot. I have my own plane. So I've been listening to uh, this guy named Mike Bush talk about flying and, and the different things that owners go through. I have a Cessna 182. So, um, you know, most of the time I spend is is just trying to improve myself, stay aware of what's going on, as well as, uh, you know, I, I do read quite a few uh, books. You know, I haven't, I've been more podcasting though than lately with this, yeah. And no shows, no shows that you watch? Now, you know, my wife watches some TV, but I'm kind of like, anything with zombies. My wife likes zombie stuff, so I do, okay. I look at, she be doing this, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I did watch uh, The Last Dance. So we did see The Last Dance okay. with uh, Michael cool. Jordan. Yeah, so we did see The Last, yeah. Okay, that's pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid. 
So now my next question is, what is your favorite quarantine snack? My favorite quarantine snack, my wife will tell you, burnt popcorn with butter. Burnt popcorn? Oh my God. I know. I'm just, I'm telling on myself. I shouldn't do the podcast. I should say something cooler. I'm sorry, baby. Um, my wife looking at me like, why would you tell people you eat, eat something like that? Uh, potato chips, Lay's, no, nah, it's, it's, it's popcorn. I should have just said popcorn. Popcorn. I mean, I don't know if I like them burnt, but you know, popcorn, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. And, my, and my wife do it old school. She showed me how to put it on the skillet mm-hmm. and put the oil in there and get it real hot and pop, 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 man. Oh my gosh, that sounds great. So now, um, I want to know, like, what are some of your daily tasks for I Love Black People? So what is like, what are some things that you have to do on a daily? Well, I get up early because my team is uh, seven, starts seven hours ahead. So when you have a co-located remote team, it's now I'm dealing with time zones. So I've lost over 50 pounds while I've been on quarantine, right? So the way I'm able to do that is I, I pay. So see how I'm talking to you and walking? Mm-hmm. If we do a 30 minute call, I'm gonna walk about a, a mile or so just while talking to you. Right. Without right. losing my breath. So I've been literally walking over 10 miles a day while I'm doing my day-to-day activities, which are Zoom calls, WhatsApp calls, mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know little things on email, looking at uh, information I need to review. Uh, most of the stuff I do, I delegate. So I try to do as much of the work I have on the phone. You know, I got an iPhone and I try to make sure I do as much of it. Uh, we use uh, programs like uh, Trello for project management. Uh, like I said, we use WhatsApp, of course, Google Docs, all those things to uh, keep up with, with what everybody's doing. Um, yeah, that's, that's my, my day is literally a series of calls, troubleshooting, talking to people. We're startups, so we're trying to raise money, uh, as well as you know, follow up my. We do a, a a morning call where we all get basically all hands on deck, see what's going on, and then uh, after that, it's you know just following up with you know smaller meetings with other people. So it's kind of really just organizing, and we have. WhatsApp groups, groups of people who are what we call our active members and ambassadors. We got about 3,000 of them. Wow. So, you know, we're, we're communicating with them, talking to them about, we have a launch coming up September 30th. Shout out to the launch. And so we're going to go from a beta to full launch where you can actually use uh, our mobile app, I mean, our mobile website. Our apps are still going to be in beta, but the website will be fully launched and you'll have access to plenty of information, like we said, but we always crowdsource. So if anybody has a favorite doctor or favorite place they go to and when they're in Mexico, you know, whatever, you know, this is about leveraging the brains of the minds of our wonderful black community and sharing it so that we all can benefit. Okay, I think that's pretty good. And, you know, I love how you mentioned that you guys will be out of beta soon, so that's great. And how you're you're constantly you said you're constantly for the most part doing calls. So like, how I guess do you take a break from that? Because I know that. Uh, I think the only thing only thing that breaks for me is 
my wife is such a great cook. So for me, the biggest break is, you know, chilling with my wife. My wife, baby, I love you. <laughs> yeah, chilling with my wife. Like, like that, that whole thing, that's what I'm telling you, people take, got people chasing money. What you should do is be developing your relationship. Mm -hmm. So we've been married for four years. And probably my best birthday, probably since I was a little kid, being quarantined with my wife. Uh, singing uh, watermelons, uh, sun, watermelon sugar, watermelon sugar high. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, it's a little, it's a little real things though. That's what I'm saying. Don't, I know they show you stuff on videos. I know you read the magazines. I'm telling you, life is really about the little things that really, really happen. The stuff that ain't right on to the, to the real and all the rest of it could be whatever. <laughs> all right. So y'all, I think you're giving you definitely giving my listeners some um, you know, lifelong advice that they can take away. So I definitely appreciate that. So now I want to know um for your brand, what are some goals that you guys have for the remainder of 2020? Because like I definitely know things took a turn and weren't, you know, as expected for a lot of us. Yeah, I, right now we have about 50 some thousand uh, members. I definitely love to see our membership uh, get to about 200,000 by the end of the year. I like to be at a million members uh, by the end of next year. Right now, we, like I said, we're about to launch where we have basically the whole world covered with safe places for the first time in the history of this planet. That's huge. I mean, people want to go to Mars. We're trying to make sure this Earth thing works for Black folks. So for us, that's huge, not a small thing. And then from there, those eight categories, we're going to be developing those categories. So just like we said, healthcare is one of them. Mm -hmm. We're going to make sure that we create a global network of Black-friendly healthcare providers so the next time there's a pandemic, there won't be people lying to Black folks on, but you can't get it. And then all of a sudden, all of us are getting it. And then another thing is this we're gonna create our own infrastructure. So for the first time in history, we have access to technology that, that allows us to do that. And that's iloveblackpeople.com. I guess I didn't say the website enough. Iloveblackpeople.com. Yes. That's our spot, it's owned by black people, for black folks. But if you ain't black folks, but you wanna help protect black folks, we down for it, come on in. But this is about protecting black, not people of color, not, you know, some people talk about where you from and all that. And look, we about black. We be black Jamaican, black Ugandan, black American. We about black, full stop. And I tell people, they say, well, what about when I wear a shirt, I love black people. They say, what about white? Look, if I had a shirt that says, I love the whales, you say, what, what about the sharks? Right. No, there's nothing, wrong, there's nothing wrong with loving black people. That's all good. So if your thing is loving little dogs, no one says, what about the cats? <laughs> so. I'm definitely about this life. We're unapologetic, 100, making sure we take care of black folks. And guess what? I'm not an expert on anybody else. All I know is black folks. So me right. talking about something else that I don't know, I'm not that guy. I'm spending full time and the rest of my life making sure we protect black people. Full stop, like right here. <laughs> Thank you so much for that statement. I think that's so important. And I love how you mentioned people of color because I think 
you know, when Black people do something for, when we do something for us or when we, you know, have our own thing, it becomes, okay, but what about people of color? And it's just like, there's been so many times where we've seen people of color not come to our rescue or, you know, be even against us. Listen, I'm, I, I don't know what, what a people of color really, really is, but Samoa, <laughs> like, look, my wife is, is Black Dominican. Look, she don't call herself Latino. She's Black Dominican. When she here in the Dominican Republic, the way they treat Black people, so the darker you are, the Dominican, the straighter your hair has to be. Like, so this racism is not just an American phenomenon. So when they come up with these fake categories, there's 1.5 billion people of African descent globally. That's the size of China. There's about 600 to 800 million, not billion, million people of European descent. We're almost three times as many. So my point to you is that there's no need to play this game. I'm clear that the issues that we face as Black people warrant our attention. We don't have to muddle that in. When we talk about the issues that women face, we don't say, what about all no, you yeah. need to address these, these problems that are being affected women. If you got a problem with that, you probably are insecure and got your own trick bag in your head. Yeah. So for us, I'm saying, or if somebody's gay, they don't say, what about all orientations? They go hard for their gay stuff. God bless you. I'm, I'm actually heterosexual, but say, God bless you on all that. And I get why you go hard for the thing. If you're Jewish, you don't go hard for all religions. You go hard for Jews. I get it. But when I go hard for black people, I don't ask for other people's permission. I'm not, I don't need your permission. This is what time it is with me. And, and, and I rather walk around every day with I love black people because the folks I attract, they know what life I'm about. And those who don't want to talk to me, I didn't want to hear their voice anyway. Or maybe I would have been nice, maybe not. <laughs> I think that was a great point. And definitely a lot of people can take away from that. So we're going to close out, but my last question for you is if you could leave the listeners one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing, you know, is, is you know, I, I've been blessed by God and I'd say your spiritual life is super important. Yeah. Maintain that. Whatever religion you are, whatever, how you get there, just know there's a power bigger than you and connect to it as often as you can. And I think we connect there through our ancestors who literally are inside of us. Every time a baby is born, our ancestors come back. Why? Because literally, we are our mamas and daddies, grandfather, grandpa, literally. That's in our DNA. So I, I respect that space. And I think if we do that more, we'll be able to relate more to each other and build these relationships that have been, you know, they've been trying to divide and rule us with. All right. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Please let Thank everyone you, know where they can find you so they can stay in contact. I love blackpeople.com. Uh, I'm on uh, IG, Sinclair Skinner. Nothing really fancy about that. And then Twitter, I got, I got about like 15,000 followers on Twitter, so I feel good about that. I'm Skinner okay. Liberated. Skinner Liberated with an eight, with a number eight. Skinner Liberated. Go figure. So, uh, but I love blackpeople.com all day long. If you want to email us, it's info at I love blackpeople.com. If you want to become an ambassador, if you want to become a member, please sign up. Again, it's free. And if you want to be a founding member where you can support us, 
get a free T-shirt, I Love Black People protest shirt, and, uh, you know, come on, part. And, of course, you know, we take care of you. Just, you know, give us your sizes and, and your uh, address. And, you know, so you're always looking out for the folks. So appreciate your work. Thank you. And thank you so much for chatting with me. I will definitely send you this when the episode is uploaded. Awesome. Awesome. Sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Oh, no doubt. I <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in with me. I will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. This is your girl, Kristen Ayan, signing out.